Welcome to Veza Talks podcast. Today I have Milos Vukovic with me. Uh, he is an entrepreneur, CEO, and a world champion in karate. Milos currently resides in Dubai and is running PTD Fitness, which is a high-level fitness company that has over 70 highly skilled trainers and is the go-to trainer for high-level CEOs in Dubai. He grew his company from three employees to over $5 million in revenue in five years and is doubling his business now every year. His goal is to be the number one high-end personal training company in the Middle East. Welcome. Thank you, Mario. Thank you. <laughs> this so, was very spontaneous from a coffee to, the, to your podcast. <laughs> absolutely. That's how we do it here, you know. So that's really cool. Before we get into business and everything like that, I really want to kind of focus on, you know, a little bit of your background and everything like that. I know you can kick my ass in karate, so I'm not going to say anything too controversial. But, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, your background. Uh, I know you're from Serbia originally and uh, you're a high-level karate uh, uh, trainer, I suppose, and whatnot. But yeah, t- tell us a little bit about your background and you know, how you started and what your passions were before you actually moved to Dubai. Yeah, so basically I'm born in Smederevska Palanka. I grew up in one small village, Vodice. Uh, and yes, I, I grew up there. I started training karate very young age and uh, my father was uh, my first coach so that was my routine you know every every day every day before the school you train you go to the school you train after school you come to you know then you train in the evening so it's like uh, that was my life my life um, when I was really young and I used to live in Palanka. Then I moved to, to Belgrade, uh, 2005. Um, I started competing for different uh, clubs here and, uh, and then I started studying my um, college of uh, you know, physical s- sports and physical education. Okay, great. And so basically uh, you uh, made it all the way to a world championship in karate. Well, where did you go and what was that like? And how many, uh, you know, how many years uh, of training was that actually? Sure. So basically, first I started very young, like when I was five years old, and then, uh, but because I was not too interested in that moment in karate, my father just put me on like, okay, you're not ready. So and uh, but he built in the house like a full of equipment, the heavy bags, the, and whenever he came home, you know, he asked me, "Did you train today?" I said, "No." Oh, okay, and then <laughs> it was like a sad, like a sad face so that was like put in my head did you train did you train so i start training uh and then when i was 14 i start training and then i start be obsessed about that okay so uh and yeah it was my dream to 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 go on a world championship one day uh then 2008 it was like a, the f- uh the first time when i was like i supposed to go on a world championship um and then i broke my leg okay like three weeks before fight before the competition it was like um like tournament in belgrade just a regular tournament just between you know um national team between each other and i broke my tibia like a big bone and like it was totally fractured and uh fibula the the small one Mm -hmm. so and that was like uh, the most of the people like said it's done so and it's done, but you know, I had in myself. I will, you know, stop when I want to stop. Uh, and uh, after that, I be- I had a surgery. I had a titanium in my leg. I, I got and uh, after six months, I got I went on the first fi- fight after that. So and that, but at that moment, um, after I realized, okay, I start training karate because I love, because I enjoy. So I was not obsessed with a goal. I was not obsessed with the results. I just thought, okay, let me enjoy this. And that and I became you know, again in a national team and literally I didn't even plan to, I mean, I wanted, but I was so like a follow the flow. Uh, I I was doing, I was doing competition never better 
even for 2008, I was training super high, hard. I was obsessed, but I was overtrained. And then uh, I became, uh, you know, I became part of the national team Serbia, okay. 2010 and uh, 2000, yes. And we won a world championship, uh, you know, Serbia national team. And I was part of the team and I won all my fights. So it was from 110 countries. We made a historical result. Uh, and that was the best uh, result in history of uh, karate, of, of Serbian karate in, in team. Uh, That's crazy. So you basically broke your leg. Yes. You have an, a titanium implant now. And you became a world champion. I mean, I can't even imagine like that you'd be able to walk, and uh, you know that's fantastic. So uh, after that, you uh, tell us a little bit of story. So what what year did you actually move to Dubai? When was that? So basically, uh, I moved 2015, but before that, I I won in one reality show. Maybe that's not interesting for this story, but it was ju I just was just following the flow. So on the one party, it was like um, a humanitarian from Kraljevo. I, you know, met some people, they called me, okay, we need a sports guy for the, for the reality show and say, okay, why not? You're like, okay, you have like a, you know, few hundred euros daily okay. no, or weekly, okay. or weekly, weekly. Yes. Like, okay, okay, let me take some money. That was for me just, just fun. And after that, uh, after three weeks, when the first nomination came and they wanted to kick me out, I said, okay, I will not go. <laughs> I will go out when I want. And then <laughs> after four months, I won in the reality show. And oh, I wow. got 200,000 euros with one girl. So it was like the biggest paid reality show in on the Balkan. So that was my story. Okay. I said to myself, okay, let's, let's make something from this. Sure. You know, let's, let's, let's make some business. You know? yep. So then um, I opened one cafe. I had two nightclubs in Belgrade and... Um, yeah, this was two of them failed. One of the one of the best in Kafana Stara Pesma was one of the best in Belgrade. Okay. Uh, basically, I didn't know too much about hospitality at that moment, but I had a very good partners, and you know that became really famous. But then I realized, okay, I don't enjoy the nightlife. You know, right. I used to be like a bodyguard on Ibiza and uh, you know Mykonos with all the billionaires, but I don't enjoy being awake until three, four a.m. because I have to. I love to go to the, you know, to the party from time to time, but if it's obligation, I don't like it. So I just felt uh, that, you know, I have to change something. Mm -hmm. And I was just literally like, you know, like so something is guiding me. Like, you know, I have to go somewhere. Sure. And I, I became obsessed. I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere because I always thought somewhere else is different. Yep. And it's like, uh, right. you know, everything will come. Right, right, right. Me. Yes. So talk about this bodyguard thing. I, I, I kind of knew about that, but like... You know, w w what was that like? Like you were protecting like some famous sure. people or yes. w w what was that like? So basically 2008 when I broke my leg, uh, I was in the Palanca in our uh, city. So uh, and I was it was like uh, one disco club and I was watching. I was literally uh, uh, like, like still my leg was not recovered. So I was watching this party on Ibiza and I was looking, oh, this is it. I want to go there one day. And if I <laughs> if I do that, that's like a high my highlight of the life. And one of my friends, which we used to do like a security when it was, uh, you know, like I was training in sports and karate. So I always connected with security, with the doors. So he called me after like a, literally after two, three months, I need a guy. Uh, can you come to, to Nice? No, to Mykonos. First to Mykonos. I said, okay, uh, let me go to Mykonos. I don't know. Or first to Nice and then to Mykonos. And then I went to Mykonos. I was bodyguard of some South African guys, like uh, who was the best friends of Jacob Zuma. So it was... At that moment, like, uh, you know, 500 euros a day, uh, it was like a huge amount of money. And for me, it was 300. So I was like, oh, this is this is highlight of my life. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is the best. Right. And then 15 days job, 
and then everything is done, finish, and then they call me, okay, let's go, come back to Nice, and you have to go to San Gafra, one place next to Nice, so you to be a bodyguard, but you're in the villa, it's boring, you look at the CCTV, the money was okay, but I was, after five days, I called, uh, you know, my friend, and said, <laughs> I cannot do this, right, you know, right, like, right. I came from the highlight, yep. you know, with everything, all the parties, everything, all the best restaurants, to be in the, uh, like, boring villa, so, and then I call, I cannot do this, so I want to come to Ibiza. He said, but I don't have a job for you in the beach. I said, I don't care. Find me a few days, I'm done. Yeah. Sure. And he said, okay, maybe I have a few days. Okay. I took a ticket. I came to Ibiza. He found me a job for, uh, for a couple of days. And that's what started me starting working on Ibiza. I was like, a, you know, the, the bodyguard of the huge, you know, like billionaires. Okay. Uh, and that's, and then that, that's the moment when I, when we, when I changed my mindset. You know, I was protecting one guy who was like, uh, you know, they're, uh, I don't want to speak about names, but they're owners of Top Shop and Mark Spencer. Sure. So they were sponsored to Kate Moss. So they were $4 billion. So I protected the guy who was like uh, um, 17 years old at that moment. And uh, he was spending 40, 50,000 euros every day in the clubs. So I was not upset. Okay. But I saw this is possible. Right. This is possible. And I am here. Right. So, okay. And then um, that was the first year. So I've been there in all the best clubs, which I watch, watched on TV, uh, like Amnesia, Pasha. I was like uh, all these parties. So I was like, okay, this is this possible. But I forgot to tell you, 2008, I watched movie Secret first time. And I put the check of 100,000 yep. euros, dollars. Yep. 2010, actually 11, I, was, I won that in a the reality, in a reality yeah. show. And then my mindset started changing. Absolutely. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So you finished that and then now we're inching closer to, uh, you know, what made you want to go to Dubai in 2015? Because, uh, you know, Dubai is, uh, was an up and coming place. Now it's the place to be Middle East, uh, UAE. Uh, so 2015, it was still kind of like, you know, after the, the crash of 2008, 9, 10, uh, real estate is recovering, I suppose. So what made you want to uh, go there? So basically I was just obsessed to go somewhere else and i told my wife uh, i want to I, I have to go i felt that night night life is not up to me and it will you know come crash and, and i was right uh, uh so but i just okay should i go to us should i go to china or dubai and i did natal chart and asked where is the best for me <laughs> <laughs> they said dubai <laughs> boom tomorrow i bought the ticket for dubai and i'm going in one month i realized that i'm really going when I went on a flight, <laughs> so, that's right. So that was the re the moment when I realized, oh, I'm really going to to Dubai. Actually, I went to Abu Dhabi. I was three days there. I knew one guy, uh, and I said, okay, I was paying the hotel like maybe 70, 80 euros a day. So I came here, but what now? What's not, what now? So I said, okay, I have to go to Dubai. This is not for me. So I was invited because my friend used to work in the police, and he told me, okay, uh, maybe you can work in the police. And then I went on a interview and the captain didn't show up that day and say come tomorrow i said this is a sign <laughs> this is a sign this is not for me i cannot wake at 4 a.m you know to work in a police like a you know education teacher physical education so i went to dubai and uh, and then the story starts you know i can talk a lot about that <laughs> sure yeah go ahead yeah so basically when i came to dubai i realized okay that i find a hotel uh, where, where, where will I be? I found some roommate to, to share, you know, to, to expenses. But then I, I don't have a job. So I don't have a job. I was looking around. Uh, so I got a job through my friend, okay, to work in a nightclub, like a security. So I was basically paying a hotel, what, around 1,500 euro per month. And my first salary was 300 euro, 1,200 dirhams. I was staying on the door. 
I had a nightlife, a club here, like high life, everything. So I like, put myself, you know, to, to minus literally, just because I have believed that I have to, you know, I have to do something, something different. Yep. And I realized myself, you know, uh, and you know, I used to work with some, you know, random, you know, guys then from Egypt who were there on the doors like for ten years, and that's career for them. So I came. You should have a black shoes. So I have, I have black shoes. I bought new black shoes at that moment. I paid three hundred euros, which is a you know big money for that for me at that moment. But they had that some brown things. You no, know, you cannot do this. <laughs> shoes. It's, there is a brown there. You know, literally that. Okay, it's okay. You know. So uh, I was literally saying that you know the the one girl you know asked me you know do you really love this job because you're like yeah yeah. I'm here, you know, so I was not putting myself, oh, I have to do it. No, if I'm working that, I'm there, I, I'm, I'm full in and I want to have fun. So, but then I realized, okay, uh, this is not making me anything. And uh, I got invited for a bit. So again, I was working every year till that year. That was 2015, my, my last year on Ibiza. Um, and then I took like a few thousand, few, yeah, few thousand euros. I came back, I got a ban. Because I, because at that moment, I, you know, when you resign, if you don't fulfill the contract of two years, it doesn't matter what it is, you get banned from the from the country. Okay. Basically, you cannot uh, find another job. Okay. So the only solution was to open my company. <laughs> right. So, but I didn't have money for my company. But I found a local guy who can make me a partner visa. If I pay him, like for example, twenty-five thousand dirhams, and you know, for him that costs him six thousand or seven thousand, doesn't sure. matter. So, okay, and I, I came to him, okay, can I pay you half now and, you know, half, you know, in a few months and say, okay, it's fine. So that was my, I stayed there and then, uh, and then, you know, the, a lot of things happened, but then we started fitness business. I can, you know, it was before that, <laughs> it was funny story. Uh, I took the apartment. So last, last money I have, I had at that moment. So because I told my wife and my, you know, my, actually my wife, I, my daughter was one year and a half old. So, okay, um, you know, you will come in next month to, you know, to Dubai. And they thought I have everything ready. I already, <laughs> I already made millions. <laughs> I went there to make millions. I, it's already done. So I, I took the ticket for them. I took the apartment. I, I remember, you know, it was a Rimram nice area. So I gave last, you know, money, last money for three months apartment. And when they came up uh, the day after the, the owner of apartment, because he was in Canada, said oh this was not my signature you have to go out you know this is not me i said i mean it's your agent the same agent who was last year and i got through recommendation to the lady who you know you rented last year no 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 it's not me you have to go out and i have 1000 euro and my wife and my daughter arrived so i was literally and i was supposed to open the business with my friend who said just at that moment said pulled back and nothing wow so he said you know and that was the story when everything you know start you know become <laughs> you have you start have to, you know that's the moment when you have to visualize that's the moment when you have to believe that's the moment when you have to you know wash brain with affirmations just to get motivation to you know because i know you i you can i can do something but i don't know how sure so yeah that was part of the journey that's crazy and it goes to the testament of sometimes you have to have your back towards the wall and no other option and that's when you know you your brain starts going into survival mode yes and that's when you actually uh, you know try to do the best you can and i mean it's a crazy story and you know a lot of people they see companies and they see somebody that's successful but don't know the background of it you know they don't see anything behind the curtains and it's nice to be able to 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 go beyond that and be able to 
hear some of the great crazy stories, right? Because I didn't even know about this. And I've, I've known you for five, four yeah. or five years or so, right? So that's really interesting. So yeah, so basically, your, your family arrived, you were, uh, you had a hot, you had a thousand euros, everything was falling apart. And then what happened? Yeah, everything was falling apart, literally. And I text the guy, okay, let's, let's stay there at least three months. I paid for three months, you know, so and he said, No, 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 you have to go out. So he sent also the, some part of the family to came, you know, to come there to knock my door. He said, you know, there is, I realize I don't have any social. There is no way I go out. I will stay here for three months, what I paid, and then I will go out. And after the, the, the moment, he started texting me. I said, you know, like, really, there is, no, there is no other way. But I remember 7 January, it was like a Serbian Christmas. The guy, we were already two months there, so stressful, like no money. I started working some trainings and something. Uh, the, gig, the guy gave me in Kandura, white, you know, Arabic suit, okay. and from the court, and I said, that's it. He, 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 he knocked on the door and said, you know, can I see the contract of the, of the and I, I took, I had the contract, but also I had, I took the, all the papers from previous tenant, you know, the passport copy and everything, have it repaired because the agent just disappeared. Um, and literally he didn't even paid, I paid him to, for electricity to put on my name. So we were without electricity for two, three days there. Wow. So I paid you know, with last money, the electricity uh, debt from the previous tenant, so they can put on, on his name, and I had electricity. And I realized at that moment with the guy, I, bring, I gave him the papers at the contract and I say, so he told me, you know, uh, this guy didn't pay the loan for the bank, oh. so don't do anything with him. Uh, I said, okay, cool, but what what was I supposed to do? I paid this for a year, <laughs> because on the contract it was for a year, I paid it for three months. Right. I realized the opportunity there. So I said, don't, don't, you know, like, uh, just don't deal anything with him. Let me know. And, you know, we will solve this. Okay, that's fine. And I text the guy, I went to the police and you didn't pay the loan. So you have to deal with them. So I'm here, you know, to solve this. I realized that he wanted to cheat me. Sure. And, and that's the moment. And I literally stayed for a year after that without paying anything. And if I didn't have that, I couldn't stay because right, I right, didn't right, have right. any money. Right, right, right. I spent everything from Serbia, everything. <laughs> but literally, you know, uh, and that was a Serbian story. I, I brought like a 50,000 euro, which I had, you know, 60, but I bought a BMW X6. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a BMW X6. So that was a stupid decision. But at that moment, I felt amazing because sure. I had something. So um, that was before my, you know, daughter and, and wife came. So um, at, the, at the one moment, you know, um, so we, I stayed there for a year. So uh, and yeah. The, a lot of things happened, you know, how we started the fitness business and everything. But that was the main thing, surviving there, having the kid and, and, and the vision and, and, and my wife. And we could, we literally, when we started doing the trainings, because I realized, okay, uh, let's go to back to basic. I wanted to import tobacco, cheese, everything. And that everything fell apart with my, when my partner pulled back. And we literally woke up my, literally, we didn't even woke up, Una. So we just took her over on the bed at 6 a.m. We put her in the car. So I'm doing the trainings while my wife waits with Una in the car. Then oh. she's doing training. I'm waiting. And that's like a every day, every fucking day for a couple of months. Crazy. Every morning yep. with a daughter. So we couldn't have afford the nanny. Yep. So we had to work both of us. And for me, going back was never an option. Right. So that, this is the first time I speak this publicly. Uh, maybe you know, some of my friends know. But this was like a very hard thing and in the same time i believe i can make it something worldwide i you know you really feel that in yourself sure but you don't know how of course amazing crazy story really really inspiring so now fast forward 
four or five years, and now you have over 70 um, mm-hmm. trainers. Yep. Uh, tell us a little bit about the company right now. Like, what does that look like? Uh, do you still train? Uh, what is uh, what is what does your company look like? What's your daily uh, uh, you know schedule like, uh, and and so on. So basically, now um, I opened company 2017 officially, and but or 2018, I don't even remember. But the last two and a half years was exponential growth. So we grew up, uh, you know, double from for the after lockdown. We did like I don't know, maybe 600,000 euros in revenue that year. Then we did last previous the two years back two millions in revenue, and then last year we did four million dollars in revenue. Uh, with around 25-30% net profitability. So we are growing like 100% like every year. Incredible. Uh, yes, so that's that's really good. So my one one of my, I mean, every day is almost the same. So I woke up, I'm there with uh, kids, like one hour. Uh, then I go to my training. I have my coach for myself because that's keep me accountable. Okay. And I believe commitment is part of results for everything. So uh, I have my coach. I train four times per week. I go to the training. I come to the office. After training, I do maybe sauna 10 minutes and I go to the office and I'm there from 12 till 8, 9 p.m. Right. Every day. And I deal, you know, now it's a lot of strategic work, a lot of thing about um, how we can grow, how we can dominate the market, how we can take the market, how we can take another, uh, other countries. So it's all about, you know, the leadership, how we can how we can implement better sales skills to our coaches, uh, role plays, how to, you know, lead the, these people, because the biggest thing is to lead these kind of people. Sure. And uh, they should trust you. They should believe in the vision and they should see their career path in the company. Right. So you basically have become almost like a HR company in a way, right? You don't train anymore. So I think what is your what do you think is your greatest challenge when you're dealing with people these days? I mean, my biggest obsession and in the same time challenge is is uh, leadership. You know, it's, uh, because we are hiring every month new people. Right. So we have to uh, coach them fast to follow our system. So we have like our team leaders, and we have like a team leader for team leaders, and then we have a manager, project manager, and then me. Uh, so uh, how to coach these people our system because most of the trainers think this is about the training which is not right training is 20 percent and that's have to be great these have to be amazing outstanding but this is only 20 percent of the business you have like why people come to us they don't go to the gym so the people who come to us they are uh, they they are not the people are motivated with two things avoiding pain and gaining pleasure sure and our clients are mostly 40 plus 50 plus which uh, they never train in their life so we have one opportunity to go in their house, 45 minutes, to establish rapport, to find deep emotional reason why they want to train, not just I want to lose weight right. or something, sure. what is behind, and to sell them. Because without we cannot help them without selling them first. So And we have to train our coaches to coach them how to do that, because when you're in the gym, you can meet you know the random person several times. You can make the rapport. You can show some exercise, and then you become friendly. And then you, okay, you want to start one training, and then they buy a package. Right. Here you have one chance, and you have to handle all the objections, and you have to be better than anyone else because our prices are premium. Right. Of course, when we sell, we have to over deliver, and that's what we work on the coaches because it's not just about training; it's about engagement. This to to this to mentor these clients every day right. with the food, how it's going to know how to people feel significance. Each of these clients, if one coach have twenty clients, each of them have to feel that he is the most important client in his life. Right. Because no one wants to feel like a number, Absolutely. and that's challenging to coach coach uh, to coach coaches fast to have that mindset. We choose the people 
with emotional intelligence, we believe that they can be good fit for us. Of course, we make mistakes sometimes, but these mistakes are, you know, very, very minimum now. Amazing. Uh, so I know you're a big Tony Robbins fan. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know myself. I started reading him back in the day. Actually, I, the first uh, point of contact for me was uh, Awake. It wasn't Awake in the Giant. It was actually like a 30-day uh, it was cassettes back in the day, you know, mm -hmm. and it was a 30 day thing where you basically listen to one, one tape per day. Yes. And then, you know, you have uh, different, uh, assignments and everything like that. I even had a subliminal tape, so I would <laughs> I put it on, I would put it on at night and you know, you don't hear anything. You're like, I don't know if this works or not, but anyway, so I played it for literally seven, eight hours every night. And, uh, and then I did all the different, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, homework assignments and everything like that. And then I remember I read uh, Waking the Giant Within, mm. really good book. And uh, there's, a, there's a whole story about that. But anyways, uh, tell us about Tony Robbins. And I know that you just finished a couple of seminars with him. Yeah. Like, what was yeah. that like? And I know that you did it with your, with your crew, right? With your team, right? Yeah. You know, what was that like? I mean, so basically I was uh, obsessed in this from when I came to Dubai, until open the company and when I opened the company with uh, this, all these things which can help me to grow my mindset, to release all negative beliefs we have on the Balkan about the money, about everything, you know, the money is evil, this is bad. So I, I did all kinds of things from Tata Healing, I'm Reiki master, so everything what could help me to find my own balance and to balance my energy. It's okay to get frustrated, but how fast you come back. Right. So that helped me a lot. I, I do meditation almost daily. Um, I write my journal. Um, that's, that's what really helps him. So, and then I start, you know, reading about the Tony Robbins and, and I went on almost all seminars. So, and this helped me, you know, to, uh, change the software in the brain, change the values, you know, because one of the access, okay, what kind of person you want to be in, in 10 years? Okay. This kind of person. Okay, sure. How does people, a person like behave or like a, what kind of say, it's like this father, father like this, he's successful, it's growing, he's like a good, good husband, everything. What kind of values that person have? Not you today. And then you start your way. That's one of the exercises. So I finished the, you know, I've been Unleash the Power Within, Date with Destiny, which is one of the best seminaries, like a five days, 17 yep. hours, right. uh, business mastery, of course, all audio. Um, I was... For me, the best, because when I was doing the coaching, I was driving every day 300 kilometers. So because you, you travel from the location to location. We are right. a mobile personal training company, right. and we have to go to the people's houses. It's everything Dubai is on, on demand. Um, so every day I was driving, I was uh, reading, I was listening, not reading, listening every day new things. And that was, I was, you know, that helped me to grow a lot because you treat hours a day. You listen to new things, new programs. I did also subliminal, yep. uh, all these things during the during the night. I did my visualization, <laughs> everything. My affirmation was everywhere. When I got me, when I opened the, 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 my closet for the things, I had I have two hundred million dollars. <laughs> I go to brush my teeth. It's on the mirror. I go I go in my car. It's on it's on the mirror. Yep. So everywhere for two three years, I was obsessed to really wash. You know, my brainwashed. You know, with the new beliefs, with everything that, you know, I, I know I can do it, just I don't know how. And then, okay, I realized, sure, this is great, but, and this helped me to come here, but now let's focus on the skills. Right. <laughs> let's, because this is good, but without focusing on the new skills, what kind of skills you need, right. this will never help. You can right, you know, right, right. sit at home, visualize, and I want, I want, I sure. want, but, and then I start, uh, you know, uh, being obsessed about sales, about leadership, about right. the marketing, about right. everything else. So... Go back, going back on Tony Robbins, it was great experience. Um, 
all this I finished, you know, first with my wife that helped me also with, with you know, rewiring my brain and just uh, um, I, then I brought my, my, some of my team leaders on all the, the right. leadership seminars and everything else. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so important. You know, it's almost like you have to deprogram yourself from yes. all the uh, BS we've been talked, uh, taught uh, by unfortunately parents, which, you know, were passed on by their parents and, and the schooling systems these days are basically just kindergarten services, right? So I think it's really important to be able to deprogram yourself and then program yourself. So upgrade, yes. you know, uh, upgrade your firmware, so to speak, and, uh, and and go from there. So that's that's crazy, you know, it's amazing. The story is fascinating, I love it. Uh, Dubai itself, I mean, I've had many people now uh, from Dubai that have moved to Dubai and on the podcast. Uh, you know, wh what is it that you like about Dubai? Like, what wh wh what's so special about Dubai? I mean, uh, Dubai, I see like opportunity. It's very safe. You know, when I realized, when they told me, before I used to work like a bodyguard and security in all the nightclubs. And when I asked my friends, you know, they say it's safe. I said, that's safe. You know, it's funny. But it's, I mean, it's here it's safe, but you have to protect yourself. Then in Dubai, you realize I didn't lock my house for a five years. <laughs> Literally. Right. You leave the phone here on the beach and you come in two hours, it's there. Yeah. It's really changed your mind. Okay, this is normal. So it's very safe. Um, I like that. So it's very entrepreneurial oriented. So they, um, I mean, now they start with taxes. We have EAT uh, and it will start 9% of corporate tax. So, uh, but for my company that the first tax return will be 2025. So still we still have, um, you know, chance to- And uh, this is only tax earned within the UAE. Yes. Correct. Because any, any uh, international uh, um, income that you have yes. living in Dubai is still at 0%, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we have 5% on VAT, what we are selling in GCC. So, but we are doing everything in GCC now. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I love, but Dubai, it's good. Weather is fine. Eight, eight months a year is great. Then we run away a little bit Serbia. Um, I think it's a good hub to be. They have a good vision. They have a good leadership. They're right. not too much politically oriented. Right. So if you are successful, if you are, if you can do something, they will not stop you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think you know, being in the crypto space also is like really uh, refreshing to see a government being uh, friendly towards that. Yeah. You know, and I, I tell my friends all the time, it's 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 funny how, you know, Dubai. When they say zero tax, I mean, if you uh, work online, this is the place to be. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, well, I know uh, Joe and his friend is a banker and I have a lawyer in the Caribbean and, you know, some kind of uh, stupid uh, system, which, you know, obviously is being done. Dubai picks you up from the airport. They take you on in, a, in a government van <laughs> to get a medical mm. and they basically say, come live here and pay no tax. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. You know, it's incredible. It just blows my mind that some of these uh, uh, countries don't understand that taxing people, uh, you know, makes people, one, run away, and two, not want to innovate as much as some of these other places because it's it's all driven by uh, some socialist system or something, I suppose, right? Super interesting. Uh, another question, uh, Dubai and the Middle East, you know, um, would you say that in the next 10 to 20 years, a lot of uh, companies are going to be moving there. I believe so, but also Saudi Arabia—it's like a new hub for uh, for a business. Okay. And uh, 
everyone is talking about Saudi. I'm still not there. I think that's also one of my competitors that went to Saudi, but they think, okay, this is my opportunity to dominate here. Right. So let's take the, the most of here, sure. Dubai and Abu Dhabi and, uh, and, and Sharjah and all the Emirates, and then we can go right. somewhere else. Right. Because yes, I can, I can you know, try to show myself to grow and open somewhere else, but that will take my energy from growing here. Of course. And there is still a lot of opportunity. So right. I think, you know, 2020, 2040, they have the vision to be the best city for living. Right. Uh, and they want to uh, have five more times of beaches. of the, And this the is sea. Dubai. Dubai, right. yes. So I, I believe so. I believe. I, I like Dubai. Right. Yeah, it's really amazing. I mean, I, your story is super inspirational. You know, a lot of the stuff I didn't even know, and I'm your friend. But uh, it's important to... to, to have a have have uh, this type of talk because you know yes. there's a lot of people out there that don't know what to do and how to do it and they all think that it comes easy it doesn't i think it's a lot about discipline yes it's a lot about uh you know on a daily almost uh yeah like you said brainwash yourself into success so yes. to speak right you know it's uh, something that everybody needs to do so uh, uh i always ask this last question to all my guests mm. and that is if you were in my shoes mm. and you would ask yourself a question that i didn't ask what would that be so that would be what else are you doing? What are your what is your vision? What do you plan? And I can tell you now. Sure. You know, we are importing food and vegetables in 210 stores okay. in, in, in Dubai from from Serbia. We are one of the biggest uh, importer now of, of Serbian food. Like okay. uh, um, all big brands are working now with us. That's one of the things which I work with my partner. And but my thing and my biggest obsession is fitness. And I want that to be I really want to be the, the the biggest and the best personal training company in the world mm -hmm. and i'm obsessed about that to find the systems to to how to scale through the people how the people be be um you know because also our coaches like i said is our, our main clients we need great coaches yep. we need amazing coaches who can follow our system so you have great coaches for the gym and they can be amazing trainers there Right. But they are not for our system. Right, right, right. So um, this is this is my goal, my vision, and um, and yeah, I don't know what else. But uh, we we you, we know each other, so you know a lot of things. Sure, no, that's yes. amazing. I mean, I'm really, I'm really, uh, I want to say proud of you. But yes. uh, you, you've you've done amazing, really. Do you well. remember when we when yeah, we were together? Yeah, yeah. The, I have to say, you know, and Nicola is here behind the cameras as well. But when we uh, designed my website the first time, and and, and Mario told me. You have to be the most expensive one. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, what is the most expensive? I said, I don't know, 400 dirhams that moment. You had to be 800. <laughs> and then we put 800. And then I said, okay, no one will buy this. Yes, it will. And then I sold for 800 and then I raised for 2000. That's right. That was the, the two, three years ago. I think three years yeah, ago. Three, maybe. four years yeah, ago. Yeah. Three, four years yeah, ago. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's cool. Well, you know, um, tell all uh, the people in, uh, in the UAE where they can find you and where they can hire you. So basically, our company is called PTD Fitness. We are first on Google. If you type anything about personal training, we are organically first personal training, personal training Dubai, personal trainers. Our, comp our website is a personaltrainersdubai.com. Very easy to remember. Uh, so yeah, we are, we are now operating in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and Sharjah. And uh, yeah, that's it. It's plan is to, to um, scale 200 coaches by end of the year. But again, we are not in a rush. Uh, we want to find the quality people. Sometimes you, you, know, you make you know, two steps forward, then yeah. one step back. Sure. But uh, over the long line, we are just progressing. Well, it's amazing. I mean, you know, <laughs> us, uh, Veza Digital is opening an office in November in Dubai as well. Yeah. So we're expanding into the Middle East. Great. So uh, we'll be uh, seeing you there. Great. Great. Thanks I for being on the, on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, bro.